And I came across this company in a very strange way, actually, a little unrelated to this uh, research for this book. We were doing a ranking of the best performing CEOs in the world. And we want an objective ranking. And we had a very simple idea. Let's compute the stock price or the performance of the day that the CEO takes over a company and the day the person leaves and see what is the cumulative effect. I mean, all kinds of measures, but at least it was objective. We did it at 2,000 companies across the world. And then I looked at this ranking and we published in Harvard Business Review. Number one was not surprised, it was Steve Jobs. And then we went down the list, very famous CEOs, Jeff Bezos was up there, and it got to number 16. And it was Bart Becht at Reckitt Benkiser. And I said, that's a top 1% performance out of 2,000. That's an amazing performance. And I did not know, I must confess, what Reckitt Benkiser was doing. So I looked them up, and then I fell off my chair. I mean, they're selling soap, dishwashing liquid. I mean, they're doing more than that. But nevertheless, they're not in a sexy, high-tech industry. And then I looked around to read about the company, and there wasn't much written. So I contacted Bart Beck, and I said, can I write a business case, a school case on you? And he said, yes. So we went to the company. Uh, long story short, one of the secret things we found by, by interviewing a lot of executives in the company is the way they run meetings. And there are basically two sets of norms in the, in, in the, in the meetings. One, it's a mental fight. You come 100% prepared. You argue and let the best arguments win, the best ideas emerge. You go to incredible length to get the minority views out and don't squash the minority views. You make sure that everybody speaks up. You have diversity in the room, different kinds of people. So they have that. But of course, they also have the other part, unite, the commitment to decisions being made. As Bart Beck said, you know, I hate politics that if we undermine decisions being made, it's, it's, it's terrible. So that's the principle, fight and unite. And the uniting part is not the same as consensus. It's not like we need to agree of a course of action. At Reckitt Benkiser, if they can't come to a natural consensus in an appropriate amount of time, the senior person in the room will call it and make the decision. And then everyone has to fall in line. That's what fight and unite is. And why it's so important is because it fixes a big pain point in companies, and that is ineffective meetings. I mean, if you look at all the survey data out there, people are complaining about meetings. They think they are terrible. Not at all, but many of them are terrible, and they are. And meetings should be for one thing and one thing only, having a rigorous discussion among the people there. If all you're doing is a status update, you can put that in an email or in a slide deck. And you don't need to be in a meeting to read slides. I mean, that makes no sense. Yet we do it. It's a rigorous discussion. And here is the almost perverse consequence. A bad meeting leads to scheduling a follow-up meeting to talk about what you should have resolved in the first meeting. That's not great at work. Listen to the full 30-minute interview in the Mind Tools Club.